Hello, dear friends. Welcome to this latest episode of Love Service Wisdom with myself, Marissa Rada Webner, where I am in conversation with Michaela Lada. Michaela is one of my very, very, very first friends from Boise, Idaho. When I moved here in 2009, we met in 2010. Early in 2010, she came to one of my first yoga classes when I was teaching at this small little studio called The Muse. And she was just about to open her own studio called Move. And she liked me and she liked my style and she wanted me to teach at her new studio. And I said, Michaela, I would love to. It would be an honor. And I'm just about to open my own studio too. And so he agreed that I would teach at her studio until my studio opened, which was really fun and sweet and awkward probably in some ways too. But we had what felt like sister studios. Hers was a dance studio and a yoga studio and had many things throughout the years. There were pole classes and Pilates. Was there Pilates? I think there were Pilates classes and workshops and all kinds of great things. And mine, you know, was basically a yoga studio, though we shared some teachers and some styles and over the years supported each other in many ways and had many of the same friends. And gosh, coming back to me now is this memory of our friend Kimberly, Bohemian Dirts, who made these really cool belt buckles. And one day, it must have been, goodness, it must have been early 2011 and we were shooting like like um, a photo shoot for Kimberly's belt buckles, Michaela and I and our friend Erica and some other women. And we had a great time. And then this gentleman, Greg Sims, a local photographer, saw the photo shoot that Michaela and I had done with these belt buckles and liked them. So invited us to do a photo shoot with him which of course we said yes to because Greg's photos are just like breathtaking, stunning, incredible, cool, high quality, super professional. And he wanted to, you know, get into some more feminine energy because he did a lot with like football players and rodeo and airplanes and cars and things like that. And so Michaela and I did a photo shoot at her studio where Greg took pictures of us in different postures and then created all kinds of incredible backgrounds that went along with them. That's the kind of photographer that, photography that he does. He can make, take an image and then superimpose it into another image. I don't have no idea what the technical term of term for that is, but it's really fabulous. And that created a lifelong, so far, friendship with Greg Sims. And over the years, I've had so many fun photo shoots uh, with him and other women. And it's just been incredible. So such a blessing anyways, for Michaela and my life and all the doors that have opened because of our friendship and connection. And, you know, really feel proud in a way of the way that we've navigated being friends and colleagues and peers and business owners, you know, in the same business basically, but just have 
so much love and support for each other, which you'll hear in this podcast as we talk. So, you know, when my studio closed back in July, a few months back, that was a big surprise to me and I hadn't been planning on it all. It was really a big heartbreak in many, many ways. McKaylee reached out and was offered such kind, sweet words of support and I just felt really seen and witnessed by her. And now fast forward a few months after that and her studio is also closing. The last day of move will be December 13th. Today's December 1st that I'm recording this and she and I talked a couple weeks back. And when I first heard the news, man, I was really, really, really bummed. I think it hit me in a way that my studio closing hit many of the others in our community, just a great sense of loss and, I don't know, tragedy in a way that a place, a sanctuary that I know has meant so much to so many people, including myself, to see it go because we can no longer be open is... Yeah, I mean, the words for it are heartbreaking. It just feels like such a loss for those who found such solace there in in the sanctuary that MOVE was. And of course, we can't mention MOVE without mentioning Tom Forstell, who was Michaela's partner for many years and partner in, in running the studio and having the building and I mean, just a stellar, outstanding man. Tom comes up many, many times in this conversation. So he's just a dream as well and so lovely. So this conversation is with Michaela about the studio, the the gift of what the, sh- the shutdown, this overall shutdown, lockdown quarantine has been. And just, you know, the the beauty and purity and stillness that's been that's been found throughout and how we navigate things like these closings or transitions with grace. And she certainly has done that for sure. And I look forward to seeing what move becomes, which we talk about a little bit in the show as well. So that's what you have coming up here. You can learn more about move at M-U-U-V Yoga Boise, move, M-U-U-V, yogaboise.com and see Michaela there as well. And um, for me, you guys, I just got done uploading to CD Baby, which is a distribution site to all the streaming platforms, my very first meditation album. And I'm so excited. I've been working on this goodness since the spring and the East Forest has been kind enough to give me music as a bed for the meditations and help me mix and master them. There's an introduction to meditation track. There's a grounding meditation, my heart portal meditation, and then a yoga nidra. And I'm really happy with them. I was driving back from Boulder yesterday and listened to them again in the car. And I just felt so uh, happy with how they've turned out. And so I'm delighted to share them with you. My hope is to have them be released on all the streaming platforms on 12-12-20, which is 
the day of Guadalupe in Mexico, who's one of my patron saints goddesses. I'll be in Mexico at the time. So hopefully it all gets through the system in time and that can be up. And for all of you who are listening, if you go to my Patreon, patreon.com backslash Marissa Rada, you can support this podcast. And by supporting it, you will receive a free download of the entire uh, meditation album. So if you support the podcast, all of you guys that have supported it in the past up till now, including my new subscriber, my new supporter, Jen, thank you, thank you for your support. You will all get a free download of the meditation in addition to all the other great uh, custom exclusive content that you get over there on the Patreon. So go over there and support the podcast. And I'm so excited that the album's coming out. Really grateful to Esports for his support with that. And I think that's all for now, you guys. Enjoy this podcast with Michaela Lada. Welcome, Michaela. Thank you for being on Love Service Wisdom. Thank you so much. I love being here. It's really exciting to spend this time with you. Yeah, you too. You're, I would say, you know, kind of one of my oldest friends here in Boise. And your studio, Move, I've always thought of as a sister studio to my studio, Sage. I've always had such a great love for it, being one of the first places that I taught when I was here in Boise. And you're in a big transition with it also. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's somewhat surreal to look back at how much has happened in the past almost 11 years Um, because I feel like I was so kind of young and almost, um, I felt like I had a lot figured out, but as I'm looking back, I realized how little I really understood about things. Um, I certainly didn't know what I was doing with my business. I was trying things out and it's like you said, um, there wasn't really even any yoga teachers around. I mean, I, I had to do a Google search. I found you and I was like, oh, she looks amazing and sought you out to see if you could, could come and teach with us. And um, But didn't really even know much about what I was doing there. And then looking at things now, it's just like the practice of owning the business and kind of what it became and the intensity of it. And now it's, it's the undoing, it's the ending. Um, it's, it is kind of like a dream. It's, it is like a dream. And now waking up from a dream with all of that being over, I'm going through a really similar type of feeling. Even like you were saying, looking back at myself, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, and all that I thought that I knew and was so sure of (laughs) and all that I know that I didn't know, that I think I know now and I probably still don't know even now, but all the growth that's happened for ourselves personally, for our community and for Boise and for the whole world. Yeah. I mean, there was this... For me, there was this innate thing of, I didn't really understand what I was doing. I just wanted to offer the building. I wanted people to have a chance to come into the space and see if it offered a sense of healing to them like it did to me. 
because that's what Mm -hmm. the space really kind of, the move space itself sort of inspired um, a sense of wanting people to come into it that I didn't understand. And I didn't really know what to do with (laughs) with all of that. Um, But then the people that have come through over all these years and the interesting thing with now that it's closing and everyone knows it's closing, we, we, um, we've given uh, our community about almost seven weeks to use their packages is the, inform- the emails and the, the messages that are coming to me now. Um, it's so beautiful to hear from people what, what they thought and what yeah. their experiences were. Um, I don't know that I was hearing that so much when we were open it's kind of like with a relationship or someone you love. It's like we, sometimes we wait to tell people that we're grateful. Or we wait to tell people how they've impacted us. Um, I'm grateful to be, to be hearing these things now, but you're right. It's like a, a pebble in a pond and how it's um, impacted so many. And the way that it's affected their lives, they leave and then it goes out and it affects someone else or it inspires them to do to be um, through moving their bodies or discovering something on their yoga mat. It's just been um, such a blessing to watch. Uh, And the space that you created, like you spoke to, was very much a sacred space in and of itself, the space that it was and the energy of it. And then all that happened there, all the different types of classes and modalities and entryways into self. I mean, it was quite diverse over the years. You tried many different things and it worked in lots of ways. And so it holds a really special place in everyone's heart. And they probably, like you're saying, haven't told you on a daily basis, but now the idea of knowing that it's ending and going away, it's a heartbreak. Yeah, that's exactly the words that I'm hearing. It's funny because I didn't think that, um, and I'm sure that you've heard this too, from your community. It's kind of like, well, what are we going to (laughs) do? What are we going to do now? Mm -hmm. It is a heartbreak. I'm a little lost. I'm confused. Or I don't want to talk about it yet. Um, A sense of grief for some of the people in the community too, especially those that have been with you maybe for 10 years. Yes. Oh yeah, and the, the oh, yeah. love and the and the um, the friendships that were um, developed are like just one in a million. I mean, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> that you've heard a lot of similar things because I think very age yeah, close, very was similar. Like, what? <laughs> it was shocking. I mean, I remember just tears coming down my face. Um, because I, I resonated so deeply with what that process must have been like for you. Um, not knowing that I would be going into it myself, I really, did, I really didn't foresee that right away. And I think it was we, we uh, announced our closure three months. So how did you come to that process? Because I announced I was closing the studio in early July and you were one of, you know, a... a like a, a peer and a colleague in the field that reached out in a really sweet way and you expressed your grief and also the sense of, I get it and I can imagine it's 
a both experience. There's a lot of loss and you're probably feeling some relief. Like you empathize with that for me in a way that many people um, I don't think were quite able to. And I thought to myself when we had that exchange, I think Michaela's feeling it too. And I could foresee that you might go through a similar transition. Mm. I think I'd have to bring in my, my, my partner in the studio, Tom, because he yeah. has this thing about him of never wanting to give up. And to the point of it hurting himself. And I, I started watching what was happening since we closed in March and then the reopening and how it just wasn't going to come back. It's just not going to change. I actually really did feel it, but I had this pushback from him of wanting to close. He just couldn't, he didn't want to come to the conclusion that it was ending or that we didn't make it work or that we failed in some way. There was this, this was his mindset. And I think I just really saw what was in the highest good for him and for me and also not denying what was being shown to us was that it was time. And I had to find the right words to communicate with him about this so that he felt like it was okay for him to also go, okay, okay, you're right. It's not, it's not working and it's time to let it go. But it was almost like we were just sort of like hanging on with like all the hope and like all the, you know, today's a new day kind of attitude. But after a while, that doesn't, um, it just wasn't enough. So I did sense that back then. And when I, when I saw your post on Instagram, I thought, man, I couldn't have said it any better. And I hope I don't ever have to go through that because it, it just looks so hard. But I could feel it. I could feel it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, when I was going through it, I talked a lot about it with Krishna, you know, he's kind of the closest person to me in that way. And he also had more of the, are you sure? Maybe we can work this out. Like maybe there's a way it can still be, but it was so good. Like the idea of like, but it's been so good. Like, how could it be over now? Like, can't, can't we wait? Isn't there something? Maybe not. He um, didn't want me to close for a long time. And it was, uh, a, quite a process of evolving into it until I kind of just got to a place where it was just felt um, the truth of it being no other way. One, because the future was so unknown. One of the hardest things was this idea of like postponing or temporary, but then to what end? That's right. That's right. That's right. That's exactly how I felt too. Um, I know that, you know, I don't know. I think it's interesting that it's kind of, you know, you and I both sort of have that deeper knowing of the truth of the, the transition of the, the, the studios and, um, almost having to kind of reinforce that with the people in our lives that were like, are you sure, you know, kind of questioning it because, uh, Maybe once your intuition really sets in and you have that clarity, then that's that's it. You can't mm-hmm. undo that that knowing. And and I and I'm sure maybe you felt it too that once I decided, there was a sense of of my my shoulders softening, 
of not being so, oh, yeah. so afraid of having to hold it all together anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's still mm-hmm. happening. It's a slow process, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. The, the weight of trying to, <laughs> you're like drowning and you're trying to save someone else. that's also drowning. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. And it's taking you both under. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, um, we had kind of, we had made the decision about a month before I told my teachers and I started, I think I went through a little bit of some extreme anxiety for about a week once that decision was made. And then thinking about having to tell it to the, to our teachers and to the community. Um, I actually postponed it another couple of weeks. It was actually Tom's recommendation. He's like, you know, why don't you take a break? Um, I uh, went on a small vacation with Steve um, and came back more grounded and able to actually talk about it Um, because Mm -hmm. just I I just had to come to that place of being a little bit more um, not so emotionally um, yacked up. (laughs) Yeah, I went through the same thing when I decided and I knew it was going to happen. I had about a week of crying straight. All of the time. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't say yoga or sage without me crying. Yes, that's right. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. I was an absolute wreck. But then as soon as I let the, the student or the teachers know, and then the students know, it shifted mm-hmm. in a big way. I think just kind of like <sighs> sharing the pain of it, one, and the release of the truth and it feeling an alignment and then all the support of everyone too, like you're getting now as well, was really helpful. Yeah. I think that that's a really similar process. And um, I know, you know, how many more classes I have to teach. Um, there's, a, there's a unique sense of calm that's happened now, even though I don't know why, because I really, uh, there's yeah. a huge sense of the unknown again. You know, it's interesting to be, at my age, um, you know, <laughs> middle-aged, <laughs> um, thinking about, I don't exactly know what I'm going to do. I don't, and I plan to continue to teach my private clients and I'm not quite sure where that will be. All of these unknowns that there's a sense of it's all going to come together. Uh, yeah. Because if the universe is taking this out, it's taking one thing away. I don't believe that it's just going to leave me or you or anyone else going through something like this completely hanging because there will be a beautiful new things coming in. It'll just be different. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fully, fully, fully. It feels like these past 10 years in Boise, a big, I've been saying it's like a, not a chapter closing, but a whole book has ended. Like a whole volume feels like it's just been finished. Mm -hmm. A whole volume. And I felt that more completely when you announced that move was closing. I was so, it affected me like it affected you when you heard my studio was closing. It was so sad and it was, felt like such a loss. And it felt like, like the final almost nail in the coffin of like, wow a whole phase of time is totally done. And I feel so much gratitude. Like we've had so many great moments and adventures and experiences. 
and so much growth over the past 10 years. And sorry. And it's, um, it's really sad that it's over too. There's parts of me that really misses some of the, the, the past 10 years. Yeah. And that's just the simplicity of it. You know, you look, we can, I think we're going to look back at these past 10 years with a sense of, um, Hmm. Like almost like reverie, longing, nostalgia. It was just good. It was really good in lots of ways. Yeah, I like that perspective. I think you're right. It was really good and um on so many levels. I have two things running through my head right now after what you just said. Um one was I know that there was moments when I was in the space experiencing a class and of course when I'm teaching where there was a sensation of knowing that I was exactly where I was supposed to be exactly nowhere else in the world doing anything else, but what I was doing such an overwhelming feeling of joy that you're just so completely in your Dharma. And I thought what a gift to have that experience. How many people have had this experience in their life. And I've had it many, many times. That was um, so reassuring and that we can take with us um, into the next thing. And then the other part of what you were saying about this chapter closing, I feel that too. And it seems like such a weird juxtaposition with what's going on in the world because we need each other so much right now. And yet there's this disbanding of being able to connect um, in groups and support each other in the way that we had. So we're having to really dig deep on a personal level. And for those of us that love to be connected to others or to be of service, um, we're having to do even more work to, I think, keep ourselves healthy. And then how do we start showing up in a new way, um, in a different way? Fully. That's fully what's happening. Yeah. I, the, through, through a lot of August and September, it was like a calm after a storm. And then towards the end of September and then all through August was more of a greater realization of the depth of the loss from losing the community that the studio was and feeling really isolated and missing people and missing connections and missing the casualness of a conversation or banter or seeing someone that happened all of the time and our lives were full of. And um, so letting myself take that in, in a way like, wow, this is a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be or <laughs> felt the past couple months, like a new deeper wave of grief in the transition and then kind of having to like buckle up and say, well, now you have to recreate it again. Like I couldn't just sit back and miss people. It was like, okay, if you miss people, you have to reach out to people. You know, have to intentionally say, can I see you? I want to see you. Can we do this together? Can we get together in these small ways? I was wanting somebody to do it for me. (laughs) And it wasn't happening. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, um, I haven't experienced that yet because I'm still going down there and I'm still, I'm still forgetting that it's ending, you know, the last day is December 13th. 
and being such an introvert already, um, I that's going to be interesting for me because even if even with like that introverted nature, obviously I love people and community, and that's why you know at the studio those interactions would like light me up and I'd be high as a kite sometimes for a couple hours, you know, and, and mm-hmm. so um, that that's going to be interesting to figure out just a little bit of like where do I belong um in the scheme of things in in the city and 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 with others and I know how do others perceive you now and um that's probably a pretty complicated subject but just how others are going to perceive you now as part of the community without having the studio. Like you said. I mean, I would guess that they would see you as you're still a leader, right? And a way shower. And the, and the time that you put in and the space that you created, even though it's no longer, the essence of it really won't go away that's affected so many others. I'm curious to see what what new studios or places together are going to emerge. But I'm also just not even sure. I've had a couple conversations about like, is that model even viable anymore? Yeah. I, I think that's a really, really... Um, important thing to look at i don't i don't know that it is either i don't know when it really will be again i mean it could be here could be never i mean because of this huge transition that we've gone through and so many others there's all these new things coming online that are that are placing it maybe to the scope that we don't even fully understand yet um you know that the virtual format is just taking over it's really becoming huge but that's still not mm-hmm. being in the company of others it's still exchanging no. you know it's just different it's just different um it's very different it's been interesting for me because i opened source the meditation studio next to sage in january so it was just like a little infant baby out of the womb when it had to close, but we still have it. And I've been seeing my private clients there. (laughs) And I just said the other day, on Monday I was there, I looked out the windows and I'm like, I still have the same view as I used to have. It's like the same street, (laughs) the same businesses, but it's a different place, but I'm still in the same spot. And I feel really grateful for that. It's very comforting. Yeah. It's it's like it's something close, but it was just like a shift, and so I'm operating to a much smaller degree, right next. You know, um, I'm actually really happy to hear that. I think because no matter what happens there, it's an it's a nice way to sort of ease into, even though it didn't feel like you were getting into. I'm sure, but just that Mm -hmm. slight transition where there's still the connection to your thing. You're Mm -hmm. still connected. that was basically what that concept is what I had to sort of come up with for Tom so that he could surrender the studio in it, in his heart, which was the building of this uh, move 
um, is an energetically special place to us. And the connection we have to it and the connection we have to each other is important. So I, I really want to do something else special with that space um, with him. And, you know, he agreed to that. And that helped him to feel like, hey, well, it's not just completely disappearing. You know, it's not completely yes. going away. There'll still be energy and creativity and you're still there. And, and I, I, I'm grateful to have something like that too going on too and sort of sink my teeth into and think about and dream about, you know. Um, Can you share a little bit about what that might be? Um, yeah. I know you've got some plans. Yeah, for sure. I'd, I'd love to. Um I can't tell you how many times over the years people have come in and been like, oh, you know, this would make a great house or I'd love to spend the night here or, you know, things like that, which I'm hearing a lot more of lately, of course, because I think it would be a wonderful space to spend the weekend in and, you know, have yoga mats available, have bikes available. Um, So if you wanted to come and have a, a small retreat or just come with your spouse to get away in these crazy times where people aren't really traveling. So it will be listed through, most likely through Airbnb. Um, and the building will just be all yours. And I'd really like to mm. appeal to the yoga community to spend time there and come practice and leave the yoga floor really, pretty wide open to to practice and to rest and rejuvenate um, and offer discounts to our tribe to utilize the space in ways that still supports them, but also have like a vacation and a break. And um, so we'll, that's kind of the plan right now is to transition it into two bedrooms and a kitchen and let people just have it all to themselves. Mm-hmm. So will there be a bedroom when you walk in, there's the check-in area and then that side room, will that become a bedroom? Um, when you walk in, that will still just be like, you know, it's still a yoga studio, commercial building. That will be a bathroom and a shower still down there. And then... No, but oh, upstairs, upstairs, when you go to the second uh, yeah, floor. Yeah, second floor, there's the, the lobby and then there's a room right off of that. That, that will be uh-huh. a bedroom. And then okay. the very top floor, the not the yoga floor, but there's another floor um, where their mm-hmm. Pilates reformer we used to be will also be a bedroom. And that's also, also be a kitchen there. There's a spot for a full fridge and things like that. And, you know, I've just spent, had so many days where I would just go up there and get my yoga mat out and just like lay in the sun coming in through the windows <laughs> And I feel better and I'm, you're by water and it will always provide that for people. It will, it, it, it's like this has an energy. It says, I want to share this with you. I want to comfort you, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to keep sharing it with people, even though this would be very hands-on, you know. Um, um, but I'd also love to be able to come in and teach if someone would want a private class while they're there things like that. So we'll see what happens. It's our concept for now. It could change by January. We'll see. It's great. That's a good idea. We're doing something similar with SOARS where we can't, it doesn't make sense to try to hold classes, group classes in the same way. So we're just renting the space. So people can rent the space 
for an hour to two hours and do their class or do their workshop or film their video or whatever it might be. Kind of like Muse was, remember? A spot that you rented. So similar to that. You can rent it and then you keep whatever you make from it, but it's still there. I love that. I might have to reach out to you. (laughs) Just, you know, it's my private clients. You know, everyone's so different right now with what they need. Some people really aren't comfortable with you coming into their home. Some people um, Mm -hmm. still really are wanting social distancing space. You know, I have a home studio space, but for those that need more room to breathe, that that doesn't work. And so, you know, that's part of this interesting time is, you know, for me as a teacher, I might have, I might do all, all things I'd be bouncing around to different places to accommodate the people that um, I have that want to keep spending time with privately. And where would that be? So I'm really glad you mentioned that because I, I didn't know. <laughs> so that's good to know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Just renting the space. Like I said, that's where I see my private clients and there's classes that are held there and a whole different variety of things. It's just opened up to people, you know, that we know and, and, um, everybody takes care of the space on their own and we make it really pretty affordable too. And it's, it's a good way to be able to have the space, not just sit there vacant. Yeah. It's a great idea. It seems like the, that's probably going to be something we'll be seeing a lot more of too. Is it, um, I think people feel comfortable going to sp- different spaces if there's not a lot of people there. Uh, the one-on-one yeah. stuff people are, are seem to be more comfortable with. A lot of people, I think we might see an insurgence of that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I had this idea for pod yoga where it's like, well, this is my hourly private yoga rate and you can have that same rate, but it could be your pod. It could be four of you or five of you or six of you and you just split it. Yeah, absolutely. So you could yeah, do that Yeah, that's too. a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's a really wonderful concept. That's a really wonderful concept. You know? Um, I haven't done it yet, but that's it's, a idea. Idea. it's a great idea. I mean, I, I, um, yeah, I think that, um, you know, outside of worrying or trying not to worry, I don't know if that's the right word, but just, I don't exactly know, you know, how everything's going to go. I don't, you know, we don't ever really know anything anyways, right? It's sort of like when, the pandemic really hit home and we were all shut down as a global community. People were really in shock because it was such an unknown. And, um, but that's the case with everything in life. That's the case every day that kind of take for granted. I think, um, for sure. We pretend like we can plan and we've gotten used to planning really well and planning big things that are highly involved with lots of people and super complex and all those things got, that got planned last year ended. Now I find myself quite resistant to plan things. Mm-hmm. The muscle of planning, it's like it got to like sit on the bench and come out of the game and it's like, do I have to get back into the game? <laughs> Maybe I'll just sit here a little bit longer. Or it's this interesting 
tug and pull of presence and really wanting to stay very present with what's true in this moment, yeah. moment mm-hmm. to moment. And then the the pull back into planning. Right. Well, and you know um, how much work it takes to plan. I mean, it's not just the work, but it's... I think I just lost your audio. Can you hear me like that? There you go. Yeah? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I realized that this whole time I had my headset plugged into the wrong outlet. So I just, now we're actually connected. So I'm hoping you've been hearing me well. <laughs> I've been hearing you. Some, I thought something was up with your audio, but that makes sense. It sounds better okay, well, now. I hope, hopefully we didn't lose anything in translation through all of those beautiful exchanges. Um, we were talking about planning yeah planning Um, yeah it is it must be really interesting for you because you in my mind you've always been able to take on a lot and see the horizon like far down the road of the things you might want to be doing or events you might want to be having and that the planning takes so much energy and time and thought and it's continual. So to be in a place where you're kind of hitting the pause button on that um, might be really interesting. I mean, it feels yeah, great. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I think it would feel great too. <laughs> it feels great. I Yeah, that's where it's like the end of a volume. It's like, oh, even my way of being that I was this past these past 10 years producing and doing so much and creating so much that feels like it's shifting. It feels like I'll be creating much less. Mm-hmm. And I like that yeah. feeling. It's, I, these past few months have just had such a sweet time with Maya and Benji and being home and with Krishna and being in relationship and not traveling. The simplicity of the presence of just being right here. And I guess in a way like my circle getting smaller and smaller mm-hmm. has felt really nice. Yeah, and there's no, um, there's nothing attached to it that says that you should be doing something different. It's like, it's like having the full permission to really do it without any guilt or without anything pushing you to saying you're not doing enough because this is what we're all doing. It's acceptable. It's okay. It's expected. And I think for mm-hmm. a lot of people that are really driven, I'm sure it's hard to adjust to, but in a way, maybe it's this time we need to rest and um, to connect with our family members or to connect with ourselves in a different way. And um, it's kind of a gift. I, I remember when we were in the middle of the shutdown for that month and it was across the globe, having so many moments mm-hmm. of feeling um, so much beauty. Like just even being outside and it was quieter, I swear I could hear the birds better. I swear the air was cleaner. Um, 
something about it was just so pure and so still. I just wanted to take a bath in that every day. I'd, I'd find moments where I was just kind of just eating it up and then watching similar, you know, other people being like, this is terrible. I, I hate this. There's nothing to do. I'm so bored. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's, del- it's delicious. <laughs> it's like amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you and me both. You and me both. April, April for sure. April for sure was so wonderful with everything and everyone um, doing the the lockdown and not traveling or going anywhere and that being completely acceptable and expected in the way in which we were all operating with a pause. I remember saying to the children being like, we're going to look back at this with such longing. We're going to look back at these few weeks with like what a remember when this feeling, this feeling of stillness, rest, the earth taking a deep sigh, returning to nature, the the slowing down, it felt so right and so good. Mm-hmm. And I miss it already. I think that was what was maybe going on with me in October too. Things are starting to pick up more and there was, I felt like more expectations to be doing more and I didn't like it. And I was projecting forward. I'm like, when can I just do like a self-imposed quarantine again? Can I just (laughs) make that part of my life now and just say, no, these are my two weeks Mm -hmm. where nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a gift. Because it was just having the whole planet stop and watching all of the miracles come forth through that, from the earth, the oceans, the animals, the people. There was so much that started to come out that we never saw because we are always making so much noise and activity and hustling and bustling that um, we were able to see those things. And it was fascinating for me to see how quickly the earth wants to regenerate itself as well when you give it a break and I'm sure that Mm -hmm. that's the same with us we just we we're just so conditioned and I think maybe this time with the studio closing too for me will be with not taking care of the day-to-day and and making sure everyone's okay all the time, all that energy um, will be used in a different way for myself. And I'm, I'm really curious to see how that's going to feel because it's been a long time since it's been kind of about a little bit more about like, what do I need and what do I really want? How do I feel on this day? Like, what do I have to take care of? and have a little bit less to, um, in that department might, might feel really good for a while. Um, I think it's going to feel great. Yeah. It's felt great for me to not have to manage, manage teachers and students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially during this time where it was constantly pivoting and changing and every moment it was like a new plan. <laughs> These past few months, that was so exhausting. And I recognized in the same way as you that not having the studio, all the energy that went into it was going to come back to me. Yeah, that, um, I'm looking forward to that. And, and, and it's not out of being ungrateful. It's just, 
No. I just, I, I, I feel like it's time. Like I, I'm looking forward to that. Like the more that it's set, it's set in that, that it's, it's ending. There's a part of me that's looking forward to having, um, that break and that addition of, of energy for myself and just seeing how I feel going forward. And then I know at the, after a certain amount of time and because you're built this way, I'm sure um, and I'm built this way is that those, that creativity, those juices of creativity and inside and drive, they're there within all of us. And right now I have so much going on in my head between something ending and maybe something beginning. And what about all these things that getting that clarity again to step into something new in a really clear way with energy and vitality um, will be really fun too. And not, and knowing now I won't be doing certain things again. I don't, you know, I I think that I've learned a lot over the past 11 years about myself and really like where my strengths are (laughs) and um, maybe being able to live a life that's a little bit more with that too. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, being a business owner, you, in many ways, a lot of us have to do all of it, even the things that we can't do very well. We still try to do it anyways. We make it work, but boy, is it exhausting. And then it takes you, I mean, I know you have had help like with Jesse the past couple of years and that's been good for you to have that, but it took you even a long time to get there. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. You know, um, Jesse Jarvis came in as like a godsend, which you, you sent her my way and I'm so grateful for that because she has that energy and that like get up and go that I had when I first opened the studio that left me like mm-hmm. six years ago, you know? I mean, like I use my energy for teaching. I use my energy in different ways and all the things that she does, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, I have no desire to do those things and, and I'll do them when I have to, but it's, 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 it's not fun. It's draining. So I love it because she's just like, woohoo, she can take it. She's got that fire and zest that I did when I was in my thirties. And, um, I'm not, I don't have that right now. I just couldn't, I couldn't do the things that she's doing. <laughs> yeah. And looking at it that way too, like she's younger and you used to feel that way when you were that age too. And now you're older and it's a different wave. It's a different frequency. It's, it's more internal, I, I think it sounds like. And uh, it's interesting, just the past couple months too, Christian and I have been talking about this a lot. We've been seeing the symbol of the Yoroboros, which is the snake eating its tail. Mm. And um, we've been looking into it because it keeps popping up. And just again today, it came up. I have a friend whose birthday it is today. He's turning 54 And I said, oh, that's the number nine. Let me look it up in the tarot for you and let me look up some numerology for you and I'll tell you about it, one of my private clients. And in the what I found online, it went into the Euroboros again. I'm like, there it is again. And it's all about completion and endings and something that you've put yourself so fully into that you are in a way like the snake eating its tail, you eating that, like it becoming a part of you, but ending so that a new part of you can come out of you and be reborn, that it's this infinite cycle. 
going on. So it feels like you were speaking about the cycles of creation, that that's, it's all right there still, which makes me feel how in alignment being able to let go of the studios is, even though it's so painful. I absolutely love that. I love it so much. It's so symbolic. It feels so right. And I'm really glad you shared that. Um, I, I mentioned to someone the other day that I feel like this is the best our studio's ever been. It's just easy. Everything flows. Everything functions. Everyone, it's just, it's just like a no-brainer anymore. Everything's great. Everyone's great. It's just perfect. And now it ends. <laughs> it's like, it feels like as soon as I got it really figured out, with just the right everything, it's over. And how interesting is that? I mean, it's exactly what you were saying. And as spiritual beings, we know that the path is going to continue to change to encourage us to step into the higher versions of ourselves every step of the way, especially for those of us that are asking or we're ready to do it. It's going to happen. Um, yeah. And, and we don't always know the way until we're in it. And so I, I think you're right. I, I feel more and more at peace that this is the right time and um, and uh, kind of excited about what's next, even though I don't really understand. Well, it's making me think of too, Michaela. We both separated at the same time too, right? Our primary relationships. Like when we met, you were with Tom and I was with Bill. Mm -hmm. And I know when we met, that was like it. Yeah. These were the relationships we were going to be in. Like our studios, these were the studios we were going to have. <laughs> They're not going to end. They weren't going to go away. And then, you know, separately in our own lives, we came to the realization that those relationships needed to end. And you were able to navigate that as, as was I in a really graceful mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Letting something that was so rich and so beautiful and so fulfilling and so right in so many ways, but then was no longer right, being able to consciously recognize that without destroying it. Yeah. I think that looking back at that, that was one of the most powerful transitional experiences of my life because like with any of us, when you're really comfortable and things are going well and, 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 and you love this person, why on earth would you, why on earth would you leave and change and start all over and, and, you know, live by yourself and do it. Like what, what, what would drive you? I think, you know, a lot of people would think that, but the, your heart, like the deep, deep, deep part of us just aches sometimes. And like, we just know that we have to go out. We know that something has to change. And it literally just strips you down to nothing through this process. But through it all, I think it's what you said was that for me, I just kept going back to the fact that there's still love there. It just isn't a relationship that serves me anymore to my highest good even though I don't have I don't understand it it's the same with the studio closing it's sort of like these chapters 
you know, will end for you to continue to evolve um, to the maximum. That's not a path for everyone, but for a lot of us, I think that maybe I feel like I've kind of been on like a seeker's journey since I was born and it's been a spiritual path and it's not easy. It's very, very hard work to wrestle with those, that inner knowing and actually follow it and, and do it with love and kindness and gratitude and all of that is it's big, but it's so worth it. I feel like, cause my, my friendship with Tom is so powerful now. I mean, he's even said things are even better now than they were before because we can just love, honor and respect each other without trying to change or manipulate anything and mm-hmm. have that, that joint love studio in the community. None of that went away. I, I feel so blessed that he was willing to do that with me. Yeah, it's just a miracle, really. It's a high level of integrity for both of you to have been able to walk that path of separating while supporting each other and continuing to support each other all these years. Yeah, it's a beautiful example. And it shows, you know, to being able able to walk your talk Mm. as a teacher and a guide and as a seeker, like you said that you chose to do that even though it was difficult in the best way possible and still love and honor each other. And the same thing is happening now with the closing of MOVE. And I might even feel like, or guess, one reason Tom's so sad about it is because it will signify even more the closing of that which was the two of you. Yes, exactly. He's, he's very, he said that to me. And um, I and I can see that too. And I I've just told him that you know we're making a conscious decision to stay in each other's lives, and we're making a conscious decision to do new things that might continue to support us even better ways. And so that connection and that that continual choosing is staying there. It's just shifting the. What it looks like on the outside is shifting, but we conscious mm-hmm. effort to um, stay friends and communicate and spend time together um, to keep our friendship um, what it is for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. That's love. Yeah. Well, you know, what a blessing to have someone that knows you better than anyone else in the world, have him still there. You know, I I don't really feel like I've ever had a very, I don't have a tight-knit family, kind of feel like I I grew up a little bit on my own. So he sort of represents a combination of like almost a best friend, almost a father figure, like all of these different things. And he knows me better than anyone else. So I can call him or send him a note about something and he just gets it or he'll say just the right thing you know that's that's what happens when someone's been that close to you for 15 years or 16 years I mean it's um it's to be cherished I would I would never want to throw that away if I I had a choice and he's such a (laughs) he's such a gem of a person I I mean you can't meet Tom without thinking I love Tom he's so good 
Yeah. He's so good. He had a very pure heart. And I think that that's mm-hmm. something we try to remind each other of, is that who he is. I remind him that that's who he is. If he's ever questioning something, you know. <clears throat> so, and we know he, we all have diff- everyone in our life plays a different role as far as how we're supported. We're such diverse beings. We're not just one thing or another, you know. So he really feels that spiritual gap, that heart-centered gap. You know, he can be back to a higher way of thinking quickly. And that he's the person for that, you know. And so great (laughs) Mm. so good yeah Yeah. well I feel the depth of of course not to the same degree for the two of you but just I you know I can understand where you're at and it's beautiful and terrible at the same time and I just honor you for what space you created and did hold together the two of you these past 11 years it really was a one-of-a-kind unique gem here in Boise and I don't think that there will be anything like it again thank you um yeah it was it was a spark and and a flame of creation and community and like the email I sent out to uh our community, I said, you know, this is the place where I grew up as a woman. I, I, I learned so much about who I was as a woman and um, then continuing into uh, becoming a teacher, a yoga teacher, that um, not all of it was easy. All the relationships that came through had something to show me about myself and something to teach me. Sometimes I, I even might look back and be like, oh, God, I wish I did that differently or I said that differently, but I, I just didn't know then. So I think um, I'm much more of a well-rounded person now. My outlook, the way I see things and feel things is so much um, better. <laughs> I don't know if better is the right word, but I don't know. Ditto. Ditto. We were babies. We were such babies. Yeah. Yeah. Who thought we knew so much? I mean, our hearts were in the right place, but both of us got many things we could have done better or differently. But we were always trying our best. Yeah, definitely. And then I, I think, you know, after a certain time, probably, you know, the eighth, eighth year or so, uh, the studio kind of, I think, went a little bit on autopilot. You know, this is what you do. This is this and this and this. There was less of that... Um, I don't know, the feeling of needing to insurge energy into it or looking for the next, you know, great thing to offer. I I think I kind of mellowed out a little bit around all of that Um, Mm. and kind of just settled into a groove of like what we were doing. And I, I, I really still cared, but I think I stopped trying as hard. Dude, I don't know if that's the right word, but I, I just relaxed. I just relaxed. Mm-hmm. I, I can resonate with that for sure. I think I felt the same way the past couple of years. It felt like it was its thing. The roots were strong and firmly established. It was succeeding. I didn't have to worry about it. I felt comfortable and stable and confident in the teachers and myself and 
those who were helping me and it just felt good. I had no intention of closing. I had signed a seven-year lease. Yeah, wow. Just the wow. year before. It, was, it never had it entered my mind. I never yeah. thought we were going to close. Wow. <laughs> it's... Um... I, I haven't felt any tears around it for maybe a few days or a week until like right when I initially got on, got on this, um, this call with you, but I know there hasn't, it was for a while there. I couldn't talk about it without crying to anyone. I would just, or I would choke it back and I've done a better job of not crying, you know, when I teach. <laughs> That's, or if I do, people aren't noticing because I'm taking care of it, you know, show off there, whatever. Um, but it is becoming more just like this is the new reality. And the grief will just, some this ending, will, the grief will just come as it comes. And, um, You'll do a beautiful job riding the waves like you have, like you do. And you're so supported. So many people love you. So many people. And the new, whatever is coming is going to come. It wants to be birthed, whatever yeah. it is. People would always ask me, what are you doing next? And I would say, I don't mm -hmm. know. I have no idea. I'm not planning anything. I'm really giving myself time for this to complete mm -hmm. yeah. and not overlap it with something else. Just let it have its, I honor it and in that way, you know, wanting it to have some space. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that. I think a couple of days ago I thought, you know, this is such a big deal. And, um, you know, when I, I'm teaching our last class on December 13th, and after that, it's that's it. It's done. So I walked out of there that morning, and it will be over. And then, and then, just kind of be thinking about regenerating the space into something else again right away. Also takes energy and creativity, and there's a lot of work that has to be done to make that space into something new. There's, mm -hmm. I thought, I, I felt the anxiety come, and I think what you just said reminded me that. It may not happen as, as we were talking. It may be a whole month or just to give that space that needs to happen to really be sure and to understand um, and keep feeling out, you know, what, what you need instead of just jumping into the right next, the next thing and um, being careful, mm. being mindful around that, that there's, that, um, you don't try, you don't have to meet someone's expectations or anyone's expectations of what are you doing next or what are you doing with the building? You know, I've heard that a lot too. I don't you know. Say, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. That's what I've been saying. I don't know. And, you know, I've, one of the lessons I've, that's really become home to me these past few months is there's not a rush. There's not a rush to get anywhere. There's not a rush to do anything. There's not a rush to make anything happen. And everything gets done. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing things a lot slower mm -hmm. now. So much better. It's so much better for us because we feel better energetically. I mean, I know for me, just the way that I'm wired, I'm pretty 
sensitive person. And when I push and I get that, that, that stress enzyme starts to work, um, I've always struggled with headaches. And I'm, I'm really curious to see if those are going to subside a little bit when I have less that I'm putting upon myself or less expectation and come into something new because the nervous system is always talking to us. And what you said is, is just this huge shift in perception about what life is and how we can live and how we function. What you've been doing may, may not actually be the truth of what it has to be. And I, um, I think that's really exciting. (laughs) Really exciting. Yeah, it is. I love it. I feel like it's a lesson that I'm coming through this time with of slowing down and feminine nurturing presence, less masculine doing, creating. And since I know, I recognize that as a truth, I feel like I have to honor Mm -hmm. that because I want the whole world to shift Mm -hmm. in that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And it won't happen if I can't do it. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the um, I had something really similar happen a couple of days ago. Where I had this insight around being really upset around something with with my my partner Steve, and the next morning it still was with me. And I was looking for guidance around it. And of course, when you look for guidance or you need it, it will come through. Something will, you'll hear something, a book will fall off the shelf, whatever it is. Right? And it was that realization that. I still have so much healing to do of my own. I still have so much I don't understand about myself and this life that I'm on, that I'm living. And that I, I might have thought that I had it figured out because I've, you know, been doing this type of work for a long time. But the realization that I didn't have it all figured out felt really good. It was kind of a relief, like, oh, I still, I can grow here and I have still so much more I can expand here and I can shift the way I do things and and we know that but we have like this like visual knowing of like oh you still have work to do you still have healing that yes. needs to take place you don't have all the answers and you're still creating yourself in this life it was like oh yeah Oh my gosh, I wanted to, I literally ran to him and I'm like, guess what? I have work to do. <laughs> it's not all about you. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That's, That's it. it. And it's a both and. We still act in the world like we can do and we make choices and we make decisions and we hold everything with like, and there's so much that I don't know. And it's when you're triggered, it's yeah. about you. Isn't that just like the biggest wow for a lot of people because it's Mm -hmm. so difficult um, and you want to release it onto someone else. But then there's a sense of peace that comes with knowing that you you hold the power now to to look at that. And it is a relief, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, in the next few months kind of knowing that there's a lot of growth ahead again and new doors opening and new possibilities and um, just embracing it with that childlike wonder and excitement for the the beauty of all of it, the grief, the heartbreak, the newness, 
the unknown. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wish you all mm-hmm. the best in everything that's yet to come and through this transition too. And sending so much love to you and Tom for the space that you both held together and what you were offering and created for so many years and such a place of profound healing for so many people. It really was a bright light and it's shifting. That's all. It's shifting. I really appreciate you saying all of that, Marissa. And I say it all back to you. Everything you said is so true. I know that Sage has been just a source of inspiration and encouragement. And even for other studio owners, I felt like you really set a standard for what you could accomplish and what you could do in a studio and as a teacher and how you just kept expanding what you wanted to bring to the community um, was just phenomenal to me, just amazing to me. To the point that I thought, you know, I, I was even just so shocked when you closed because I thought, that's impossible. It's impossible. It's, you know, like, it just is impossible. But then there's such, you just, um, you showed such your, your humanness and the fact that the, the, um, that nothing's permanent in this life, the way that you handled that was so beautiful. And um, so I just, I'm really grateful for you and being on this journey with me for all these years. And now it's ending and I'm excited for us and we'll see what happens. And so thank you so much for taking your time to spend with me today. This has been really beautiful. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for all of that. <sighs> Thank you for all of that. I've, yeah, I just love our community so much. I love it so much. And I love that you're, you've been a part of it. And you will, we both will continue mm. to be in whatever new form it takes through the uncrumbling, or the crumbling, and then the regeneration. Yeah. Just continuing on with the ride. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. 